Welcome back to OPA Podcast. Today is episode 60 and it will be our final episode for this 2022 season. Um, today is just going to be us three. I'm Jason O along with Griffin Most and Soup. Uh, today Wyatt is out and uh, Laurence is also out. So we'll be without those two guys but we have an uh, action-packed episode for you guys for today. Uh, we will be uh, previewing uh, the Gophers bowl game versus Syracuse for the uh, Pep Boys Pinstripe Bowl. Is it Pep Boys or Bad Boys? Bad uh, Boy Mowers. Bad Boys Motors. Uh, mowers. Mowers. <laughs> Even better. Bowl. And um, discuss uh, some cool things about the game coming up. Uh, some connections to uh, all three of us when we were in the marching band. Preview the game itself, what to expect about our opponent, about who the Gophers are, and then from there discuss the things that happened during championship weekend and much more. So let's get started, gentlemen. So um, on Sunday was announced that we're going to the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium um, to hit some old memories here. Like I remember, you guys remember in the past being in the band where like are we going to New York and freezing our butts off at Yankee stadium? Or are we going down to the sunny parts of uh, Florida or something <laughs> or Arizona? You guys remember those conversations back then? <laughs> yeah. Always. So this I mean, year... at least it's not Detroit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it finally happened. Uh, Minnesota is going to the pinstripe bowl, even though in years past, there's like chances where we could have gone. Um, but we are going this year, and we're facing against Syracuse Orange. Um, so just a little tidbit. Um, if if those who are former band alumni or current band students, um, the alumni remember, so Dr. Deem is currently the uh, marching band director for Syracuse. He was formerly the director for the University of Minnesota marching band. So essentially mine, Griffin's, Soup's, Laurent's, and Wyatt's director i think for griffin and i it was our rookie years soup i think you had him for two two yeah so um amazing memories with him uh even though for i think for me i don't know you, you remember much griffin but our first year while we didn't see him much um i thought he made an impact i know for him like chair was the key like it was like the shit like you better be hitting nine degree chair in chair step or high step and then also he ran a tight ship when he was there for rehearsals too. I think I remember on the speaker, uh, it's like, well, that looked fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I think he muttered under his breath. So, um, you know, he was a strict guy, but uh, he, I think he was, I, I had good memories of him, but I don't know about you guys. How about? No. Yeah. There was one point, uh, my rookie year where uh, he radioed down uh, off the, like megaphone or whatever that he had while he was up there. And he goes, because uh, somebody was, our dots were all over the place for this whatever weird show that we were doing this week. And as as you guys know, uh, I was not a tuba player my freshman year. I was a drummer converted to play tuba. Um, so I wasn't really doing a lot of playing that first year, except for, you know, like off to the sides, trying to, you know, figure out how to play a new instrument. And he radios down, he goes, uh, Sherman, you're down there somewhere, right? Uh, and I like waved, you know, and he goes, yeah, you're not playing anything. Why don't you help people figure out what's going on down there? And I was like, thanks, Dr. Deem. <laughs> <laughs> Brutally honest. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, 
he was a great director. You know, first couple of years we had with him, uh, he's obviously been through a, a whole lot, and uh, I just hope he's doing well. Uh, you know, he gave me a chance to be in band, basically uh, playing a completely different instrument and having no experience on it at all. So uh, he took a chance on me, and it was, you know, some of the best moments of my life were in band. So uh, I owe him a lot. What are you ripping? No, yeah, my my uh, my rookie year was great. Um, thought he was awesome. Um, really ad- admired him, and um, I don't you know recall anything directed at me, kind of like soup. But um, I I mean I really enjoyed like all the kind of we were at least you and I, Jason. We I guess soup too. We were all kind of in that transition period where it's like we got to see a lot of the old traditions and you know then we kind of got some new ones and kind of the whole culture change um both um i thought were very good too but it was kind of nice being in that time where like kind of got to see what the band was like and then kind of how it changes over the years um i thought it was a really unique experience being with dean the first year and then having betsy the rest of the time but Nothing but good memories for his tenure and um, Betsy's tenure as well. Yeah, just to weigh in on what Griff said, you know, it was it was really cool to see kind of the transition uh, between them both too, because you know, it was um, it was like something like everybody was like, oh, they were like, yeah, you know, Betsy McCann's going to be the new director after Doctor Dean leaves, and everybody was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense, you know. It was just one of those things that, like, you know, I feel like she really came into her own at the same time that he kind of had to step back because of personal reasons, which, you know, are really unfortunate. And um, I think they both supported each other a lot during that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the right decision was made in, in keeping her as the, the head moving forward. And I think the band has benefited from it, from that. But, yeah, that's our band analysis, I guess. Yeah. But uh, for sure, uh, when the staffs do meet uh, during some of like the uh, pre-game festivities and during the daily game, I'm expecting uh, epic moments. Like you know, they go get they go hug each, the staffs go hug each other. You know, dap up Dr. D and each other and catch up on how things are going. Um, and maybe uh, Dr. D bitching to Skeeter about bowl planning. <laughs> As uh, that's why I love to. Has Doctor Dean? That was his least favorite thing to do. I from what yep. I, I heard from Skeeter. Uh, but yeah. So to uh, to those who uh, alumni and current members, I hope you got to enjoy that bit for a bit. So now let's move on to the game, boys. Really quick, I think it'd be. Oh, yeah. I hope. I, I hope uh, the athletic departments get together and like tell the broadcast team that because I think there's a very cool nugget in there that you can talk about in a bowl game that you don't really get a lot. And it would be really, really cool for just like, you know, the pageantry, the atmosphere of college football, just to kind of draw that line between these two programs. Cause I know the broadcast is always looking for, you know, ways to line up the programs and compare these two programs that like really never play each other. Cause they're in different conferences and across divisions and stuff. So uh, that would be a really cool thing for the broadcast to point out. So I really hope they do talk about it a little bit. Oh, for sure. But uh, the actually the game is going to be broadcasted through ESPN. Uh, it's going to be set for a 1 p.m. Central or 2 p.m. Eastern kickoff uh, at Yankee Stadium. Um, so it's going to be outdoors in the baseball stadium. 
Um, so some quick stuff about Syracuse. So did some digging. Um, there for 2022, they are seven and five overall, four and four in conference play, putting them third in their division, the Atlantic Division in the ACC. Obviously, the top team, uh, the first place team for the Atlantic Division was Clemson. Uh, they tied with Louisville and NC State uh, in the division as well. Um, so some quick overview items I saw about Syracuse. So they won their first six games of the season. And then they had a five-game losing streak right after that. Yeah. Um, and then they won their last game versus Boston College 32-23. to um, And to note their, mo- their, their four losses, um, so... Wake Forest, 40, they lost 35 to 45. Uh, Florida State was 3 to 38. Pitt was 9 to 19. And Notre Dame was 24 to 41. Um, was their final scores for those four losses. Um, I, I, uh, but so um, to make of this team, uh, Garrett Schrader is their starting quarterback. He is currently a junior. Uh, he is anticipated and expected to return next year for the 2023 season. He currently is 170 for two uh, of 266 on passing, 2,310 yards, uh, 17 touchdowns and six interceptions. Um, so the dude likes to sling it. They, uh, in terms of average on offense, they pass more than on uh, on rushing. Um, their lead rusher is um, Sean Tucker, who has 200-plus carries this season for 1,000-plus yards, 11 touchdowns. And then their leading receiver here is uh, Orende Gadsden, the second, uh, who has 54 receptions for 891 yards and six touchdowns this season as their, uh, as their skill leaders on offense. Um, outside of that... Uh, I think this is probably a. I think this is despite the the record. Again, they have one less loss and they had a big losing streak. I think these two two teams, I think they're very comparable in terms of where they are in their conferences overall. Yeah. Um, Amla, what do you guys think about our matchup with Syracuse here? Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would I would say that the storyline for each team is a little is you know very similar too. If you think about the season, you know the Gophers had high expectations of winning the West and competing, you know, getting to that Big Ten title game for the first time in a while. And Syracuse open up, opens up the season 6-0, and and I'm sure people were, you know, really like, hey, you know, if we can, if we can, you know, maybe shake it up against Clemson, like, anything can happen, you know? So uh, I think from that point, it's it's very similar when you look at the two teams on paper as well. Uh, you know, we can get into, you know, who has the edge here and there later, but I think, you know, tail of the tape, these two teams measure up uh, surprisingly nicely against each other. Yeah, and I was just going to mention the same thing, Jason, uh, just with how comparable these teams are. Um, we look at, you know, obviously we'll get into the details later, but for the most part, like these teams um, uh, beat who they needed to beat in those games, um, but they also played you know, a couple diff- more difficult um, opponents where, you know, you, for the most part, you put up a fight, but in in the end, you just don't have enough um, to pull it out in the end. But, you know, very comparable teams. I think this will be a really, really good matchup um, and one that um, for the teams, like normally, 
you'd think. Uh, like no, no one really expects our run game uh, to be as good as it is when it's out of conference. But I, with how these two teams rely on offense and defense, um, they're just they're very very similar. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited to see this game on uh, the way how it goes because um some other things I'm looking through the grapevine and other news outlets and other uh, articles out there. Um, obviously both teams are impacted by the transfer portal. Like both teams have guys that enter the portal on Monday uh, when the regular season ended for uh, college football. Um, so both teams do, do have some uh, attrition right now going into the bowl game. So that's, uh, you know, I just, I just want to mention that point. But then going in further, um, there is no betting odds yet. It's still super early, um, which is fine. But uh, to uh, according to ESPN's FPI, um, they're actually favoring the Gophers 62% to Syracuse's 38%, which... I was surprised by I was I thought they were leaning towards well like 50 50 or like 49 or like 49 51 scenario um but that's FPI as usual um but let's get into nitty-gritty boys so like I mentioned uh let's start on offense so there are more pass heavy obviously with the with their quarterback having 2,000 plus yards uh their lead receivers has almost has a thousand yards as well, but even uh, even for rushing, their lead rusher has a thousand yards on the season as well. Um, so looking at it, Schrader can play. I will say that uh, Schrader can play, um, but I think they their 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 real test that you'll have to face against our Gophers is going to be our secondary, um, because we have Nubin, I think, playing this game possibly. Uh, Walt, Justin Wally, Terrell Smith, uh, Jordan Howden. Like, we have a pretty good secondary, um, which uh, I feel like we don't talk about them enough, like, uh, outside of the pod. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be an amazing test and also a very good linebacking core on our end as well. So I'm curious how Joe Rossi is going to handle this team. And knowing Joe Rossi, when he, ha- when he gets, like, a full month to prepare on your opponent, like Joe Rossi's defense just eats all the opponents that we've faced so far um, in every bowl game. Yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, looking at the stats here, they do a pretty good job of turning over the other team. They are really bringing it. It looks like on defense here, just looking at their, their defensive statistics. If one guy, Caleb Okechukwu, with seven sacks, 10 TFLs, an interception for a touchdown, and two forced fumbles. What? He's a defensive lineman, you know? Like, Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite the stat line. I mean, I think I counted it up here really quick, and they have, like, close to 30 sacks on the season as a team, and... We're talking 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 interceptions plus fumbles. Like, mm-hmm. they're getting after it on defense. So, I mean, this might be a pretty good front that the offensive line's going to have to deal with. They've got one, yeah. two, three, four guys with more than three sacks on the team. Yeah. But 
I, I want to counter and I, and I want your guys' thoughts. So, um, do you think like with the, the, those stats that that their, their defense has, do you think it's a combination of maybe a weaker conference, like some of their opponents that they play with in conference and maybe out of conference may have skewed those statistics? Because obviously, what's it? Uh, who who were the two teams that went to the ACC championship? Was it Clemson and uh, Florida State? Florida State, no. Wait, was it Florida State? Or no, Carolina, uh, North, North Carolina, North Carolina. So, yeah, because they so here are the teams that they beat. So Boston College, Louisville, UConn. Um, they beat Purdue uh, by a one score margin, uh, uh, thirty two to twenty nine. Virginia, Wagner, and NC State. Um, do you think it was a, a, the, the competition they faced in part, or do you think it was... I mean, I think people would else. say the same thing about the Big Ten West, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really buy into that. I mean, you play who you play on the schedule, and those numbers, you know, production is production, any way mm-hmm. you slice it. Like, we've had a lot of shots at the quarterback that, we just don't cash in on, right? We've we've yeah. seen Cody Lindenberg, Braylon Oliver, you know, miss sacks and stuff. Like, they're converting those opportunities. They're getting their hands on the football. They're punching it out. They're they're getting after it on defense. Like, that's that stuff matters. And I mean, if you look at you look at most of these games they play too, they're they're close games for a while, and then yeah. the, and then the wheels kind of fall off towards the end if they're not winning, like the Notre Dame game, the Florida State game. I mean, Florida State's just super hot right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, 27, 21, I watched most of that Clemson game. They, I mean, they kept it close and they were really, really fighting for, for a long time. And, you know, uh, I just don't think that that kind of production just kind of happens. You know, they got guys all up and down the defense producing and their quarterback takes care of the football. He's only thrown six interceptions all year. We've thrown nine. So, you know, yep. Um, any notes from you Griffin about this matchup with our Gophers? I mean, just again, just how similar these teams are. They're n- neither of them are going to wow you um, on offense, um, and they tend to play fairly close games. Um, but like Soup said, uh, there are those few games that stand out. Like for us, it would have been like the Penn State game uh, where you just didn't have enough firepower. But for the most part, these teams like we'll play, we'll play you close and we'll play you tough. Um, but there's we're not going to blow you out and wow you with all our special. Um, plays because that's just neither of these teams style at all uh, both teams are going to want to um, establish the run early and then lean on the passing when they have to yep mm-hmm. yeah and and i mean like it's interesting because i mean if you look at the defensive statistics the gophers are allowing on average 279 yards a game and syracuse is allowing 338 which it's interesting to me because the Gophers' defense does not have nearly the production that Syracuse's defense has, but I would say that Syracuse is playing in a stronger conference when it comes to offenses. So, mm-hmm. you know, how different are those two numbers? Offensively, you know, we outgain them as well, technically, if you look at the year-over-year averages, 404 to 365. But... You know, it's 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 really the 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 picture that we paint is like a much more methodical one, whereas they seem to really really benefit from explosive plays. Mm-hmm. But for sure, there's one thing that I am expecting in this game. Uh, as far as we know, um, I'm expecting Mohammed Ibrahim 
to be a runaway locomotive. Because I swear, every bowl game Mo has played, um, those defenders didn't know what they were expecting. <laughs> a la Georgia Tech in Detroit back then, Auburn in Tampa, and uh, we didn't go. And then he didn't play in the bowl game against West Virginia. No. But uh, he is. He, he's. I think, as far as we know, nothing's been said yet. But he will probably be playing. So I'm. Ho- so I'm expecting Mo to like run dudes over. Um, this game. Well, the trend for all the bowl games in the PJ Fleck area is that they just have been dominant up front. Yeah. In every single bowl game. So I think you kind of hope for that again because <laughs> this front seven from Syracuse on defense seems like, you know, the biggest thing you have to worry about. They've got a pretty good corner, too, who's got – where is this guy? Do-do-do-do. I mean, they've got this corner – I think his name is Jihad Carter. Yeah, Jihad Carter, one of their DBs. He's got three picks and a fumble recovery for a touchdown a 90 yard fumble recovery for a touchdown so i mean they've got playmakers so on both sides so it'll be it'll be interesting but syracuse looks to be a very very explosive team and the gophers defense especially has fared well against those teams and limiting them so Mm -hmm. so excited for that um but let's go it's gonna be a fun game here coming up but uh besides mo um i assume all of us are anticipating eighth in the start I think you have to, right? Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. What's the? I mean, no offense to Tanner, but like, what's the point? Yeah, I, I I'm in agreement. I don't, I don't expect to see Tanner in this game. The reps like, for Ethan are just invaluable right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, going on from there, uh, also a good opportunity. Um, I know for both sides, but I know for the Gophers, uh, this is like bowl games like this where we prepare for so long and have. New, uh, added wrinkles to offense and defense as well like some um younger guys getting on the action i remember in years past like like for example against uh detroit no in detroit for the quick lane bowl uh for pj's first bowl game as a as a as a gophers head coach or in other games where we had younger guys rotated in and they perform very very well because they're very very talented and athletic as what pj does when he recruits his players so um, I'm also anticipating young guys, especially ones we haven't seen much all season, coming making in big plays as well uh, from the Gophers. I, I don't know any names that have been spit out just yet, but I'm excited for that as well. Um, any other items to discuss about this bowl game coming up before we get on to some predictions? Um, key piece, no Michael Dixon, because he's entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he plays or not. I don't know what, like their internal philosophy is on that, that if you plan on transferring at the end of the season, if you play the full game or whatever, but um, that's a big piece of your defense that uh, might not be available to you. And I mean, even going into next year, that's going to, it's going to hurt. Cause I think Dixon did a lot for them on offense and covered up a lot of problems they had, I think with athleticism at the linebacker position, especially I mean, because between Mariano, Cody Lindenberg, your next linebacker was Michael Dixon, um, who is a nickel. So uh, I think he wants to play safety full time. And I think uh, he didn't want to 
with Newbin coming back, I think he just kind of saw the writing on the wall that, you know, it's unfortunate that I think Tyler breaks his wrist because I think that changes a lot of things for him. Maybe he's in the NFL if he doesn't break his wrist and then Michael Dixon stays, right? Like this is the world of college sports we live in now, you know, one domino falling and um, it sucks to see a guy like Michael Dixon go. Um, really good player, you know, wish him nothing but the best at whatever happens moving forward for him. But I think that's like the most immediate impact that you'll see for this game. Yeah, so then Griffin? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. I think it'll be interesting um, because I, I believe in the past Syracuse, and I believe they still do, has used like a 3-3-5 defensive scheme. So I think yeah. it'll be so it'll be very interesting to see how we match up against that and how we adapt to that because uh, I think that's been huge to their production as well. And, okay. you know, that's not... I would say that's not typically a Big Ten um, no. uh, setup for on a defense, so it might be a good experience for the offense in general. But it's gonna it's gonna force us to change our play calling and find plays that work. Yeah, for that. I mean, but I think, it's, but it's good. Yeah, I think you know if they want to play a three-three-five, I think that only benefits what the Gophers want to do because I think if you give up that much mass and speed up front. Like I, uh, the Gophers just going to want to push you around and run the ball down your throat. On, and so I think they're going to have to adjust kind of what they want to do. Cause I think if you look at the tape, especially against this Wisconsin game, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the offense you're going to see against Syracuse. I think you're going to see the Wisconsin game plan kind of a version of it. Cause I think Ethan's just so efficient with the football. Um, if the line can hold up, you're going to see, you know, them want to push the ball downfield, especially I would say against a three-three-five. So, um, and with their defense pushing our offensive line, we might see him roll out of the pocket more. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting uh, scheme call there, Griff. Thanks. But yeah, exciting match we're coming up. So let's go to predictions, gentlemen. So, um, Wyatt he's out tonight, but he did give us his predictions prior. So Wyatt is going dub. Uh, 23 to 14. I said dub, but I said 24 13. Um, and then I'll give it to whoever wants to take a crack at it. Give me 28 24 Gophers. Give it to me. 28 24? Yeah. I think, I think both teams are going to put up some points. I think it should be a fun one. All right, Griffin, you're last. Um, Mohammed Ibrahim is going to be that bad boy mowing through that turf field and the grass in the outfield. Um, I'm going to go 27 Gophers, 20 Syracuse. All right, all right. Awesome, awesome. Well, that will wrap up this preview portion of the bowl game. Again, the uh, bad boys mowers pinstripe bowl um but however i do want to take this segment to discuss um if you are planning to travel to new york let's get some opa podcast travel tips gentlemen um 
I bet all three of us like to travel. So um, I know Griffin and I in the past when we like to travel to uh, other states, particularly when we went to Piscataway. <laughs> Griffin, remember that trip? Uh, oh, we used, boy. We used Skyscanner to find our cheap tickets to uh, New Jersey. Uh, same thing applied to New York. So you plan to do that? Go ahead. Uh, if you're a, a Delta family or couple or person here in Minnesota, Obviously, there is direct routes from Minneapolis to LaGuardia, JFK, or Newark uh, via Delta, uh, but also many other airlines. So there is opportunities. And also, uh, I believe uh, Go for Football um, or Go for Athletics is uh, taking on, I think, travel packages for like flights, hotels. They and, usually do. Yeah, always do. Um, so you can check that out on goforsports.com. But um, is there anything else you guys want to chime in on travel stuff for New York? Um, some sites that I've used in the past, too. Um, Skiplagged.com. Uh, a lot of those will find routes where it's actually cheaper to book a flight where your destination is the ends up actually being the layover spot. So, like... I went out to Bozeman, Montana in late September and it was cheaper for me to book a ticket from Bozeman to San Francisco because the layover was in Minneapolis and I could just get off in Minneapolis than it was just to book direct Bozeman to MSP. It was like, that's hilarious. It was a hundred dollars cheaper just to book through that way and just walk out the door at MSP. So other than Skyscanner, which is a great tool and I'm looking at flights right now, just in case um skiplegged.com is another good option who united airlines sued them and lost ah so it's real get owned united um my dad works for american airlines so get owned united um (laughs) mine's just because i haven't traveled to a bowl game since school uh so I don't, I haven't really like I don't have any of those travel tips, but what I will say it's just general travel tip, especially for a trip like this where you're kind of in, you're out for a couple days. I think you have two options. One is one, it's New York. Make a trip of it. Like go see the holiday sites in New York. That could be really fun. One of the best ways to make these bowl game trips feel even more fun is to extend them into like mini vacations i think so that's one thing i I would like to do and then the other thing i would say is do not check anything that you don't need you do not want to get to the game if you're one of those people who's in like two two or three days for the game you don't want to get to the game land in new york and have no clothing or like nothing basically useful to you so pack in your carry-on like some essentials, like a change of clothes, extra socks, anything you think you might like need, because if your bag gets lost, you don't want to be like completely boned. You want to be able to be like, all right, we can work with this. I can make this work. I have like a change of clothes. You know, maybe it was the clothes I was planning on wearing for the game anyway, stuff like that. And I'd say one more travel tip. I don't know if you'll necessarily need it because the, um, the uh, public transportation in New York is very good. Um, but if you have an American Express card, a lot of them have rental car coverage protection attached uh, to the use of their card. So decline the waivers at the rental car windows if you plan on renting a car. But check your American Express app and your specific card first. 
before. Yeah. Same thing with Capital One and Chase. If you're a Chase or Capital One or Amex customer on travel cards. Um, yes. Honestly, I think if you rent a car in New York, you deserve it, though. Like, True. Don't, don't do don't do that. You're not gonna have a good time. No, you're not. Don't rent. Don't, don't rent in New York. You're gonna spend so much just on parking. The train is three dollars each way. You'll be Please fine. Or what's it? How much? Like ten, fifteen bucks for an all-day pass as well, or something like that, or less. So it's not too bad. Yes. All right. Going on from there, travel tips. So, um, championship weekend. So. I was I was personally watching the games in and out, guys, but I think I was more interested in the Purdue Michigan game, and I was like, "Oh, they're Purdue's down one score at half," and I didn't see the rest of the game for like <laughs> a while, and I'm like, "How the hell is it twenty eight to thirteen, and then it went to was it thirty six, thirteen or sixteen? Because like Michigan went for the two point conversion." with that uh, interesting play that they did for the two point. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck happened, Purdue? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, Purdue's not, wasn't built to play four quarters effectively. They're just not built that way. Yeah. Just look uh, at the Syracuse game. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, sure. Purdue pulls off an upset every now and then, but just uh, Michigan's just not that, not that team this year. Yeah, also, like, you guys think uh, Blake Corum is good? Donovan Edwards might be better. <laughs> Donovan Mike. Edwards was scary in that game. Man. Yeah, I mean, woof. What are you going to do about that? That's a tough one, man. Uh, like, it's just like, they just lose Blake Corum, you know, before the Ohio State game, and, like, the Purdue game kind of played out exactly how the ohio state game was it was like close for a little bit and then donovan edwards just kind of took over and put the game away so i mean scary scary yeah like i think overall like well yes Purdue's defense did get some stops especially in the first half but i think jim harbaugh and the staff made amazing adjustments at halftime uh where it's just too much of a talent gap yeah it's it's, I mean, it's just so hard to overcome that kind of a talent gap. You're looking at, like, a top 10 recruiting class every year at Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's almost unfair at one point. Yeah. But, yeah, that game, when the Michigan's very, very, very quick in the second half. Um, yeah, I mean, watch out for Michigan. Yeah. Watch out. Like, they're playing really good football at the right time. And I think they got – I think they're very happy that Ohio State has to play Georgia and they get to play TCU. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention the uh, the, the these teams in the semifinals. So let me pull that up quickly here. Yeah, I got it right in front of me. It's uh, Georgia versus Ohio State in the Peach Bowl on December 31st. And the other game that day is Michigan versus TCU at the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. And I do want to mention, so um, so Georgia and Michigan came out with victories in their championship games this past weekend. Um, Ohio State didn't play, obviously. But TCU 
I think was a loss by yep a single like single. Did you digits. watch that game? I I saw the ending of that game. That was one of the best college football games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like that game was so insane. I was thoroughly enjoying it. It just so happened that they lost in OT, right? I believe. Yeah, um, because they just decided to try to run the ball the entire overtime, and it was just like. People were like, oh, Max Duggan must really be hurt. I'm like, well, he threw that two-point conversion just fine. I think he probably had one or two more in him. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a fun matchup to see on December 31st um, for the semifinals. Um, do you guys want to Also, keep... what's oh, up, SEC? What's up? <laughs> How you guys doing? You guys got enough teams in the playoff? Oh, oh wait. Is that two Big Ten teams in the playoff? Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> All that trash and y'all want to talk about our conference. Mm, that's too bad. But so. actually, um, with the two games coming up, uh, let's do some predictions then, actually. So, uh, Peach Bowl, Georgia and Ohio State, who do you guys think will win? Give me the dogs. All right, Griffin? Yeah, I like Georgia's defense too much. <laughs> I also just don't want to see an Ohio State Michigan rematch in the final, and I and I think Michigan blows the doors off of TCU. Um, I think TCU coming off that game, it's gonna. Uh, I mean, what one we have to find out if Max Duggan is okay. Two, I. That's gonna be a tough one to bounce back from mentally because that that was a long drawn out game, you know. So I'm sure they're gonna show up for the playoff, but I think Michigan's just riding on a hot one right now so oops i hit my mic there but uh yeah i'm going for dogs in michigan for the uh championship game and griffin i assume you're leaning towards michigan on that yes sir all righty but um other than that uh i do want to say kudos to the selection committee though because they i think they got this one right uh it would have been very easy to sneak Alabama in there at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I really think they got this right. I think these are the four best teams. Um, and I think it was it was very weird to be watching the Big Ten Championship and to see Nick Saban come on and go, please, Daddy, NCAA, put me in the playoff for like 20 minutes during the Big Ten Championship game. It's like, what is happening? Like, what other coach in football would get like a 15 minute primetime slot slot to like beg the committee to put his team in the playoff. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Absolutely. Ridiculous. I did not see that. So I probably say it myself though. Made me so mad. <laughs> Made me so mad. Cause like, can you imagine like Ryan day coming on TV during the big 10 championship and being like, yeah, you know, I think we played really well. We probably deserve to be there. We're one of the four best teams in college football right now. So why shouldn't we be there? Like, at least he's in the correct conference at that point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe so upset. I mean, but there's some fun bowl games down the, down the schedule though. Oh, there are, there are. Um, let me pull up the other big 10 teams who are slated for bowl games. So, um, no Big Ten team is doing the uh, uh, Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Yeah, that was the one we were trying to figure out. Yep. So actually, that's that's not Big Ten this season. But uh, so the early bowl game is going to be the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. 
Um, and just so you guys know, Graham Mertz entered the portal. So Chase Wolf is likely to be the starter for this game. Yeah, insert uh, my heart will go on here. Oh, so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> And, uh, I'll just never forget uh, when we won the we won the axe in 2021 last year. I'll never forget him sliding two yards short on fourth down. That was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Kramertz. Yeah, but uh, all that also uh, Luke Fickle. Um, I don't know if he's coaching this game or not. I think Jim Leonard might be coaching this game, uh, but we don't know yet. Uh, it might be a situation where like Jim Leonard might not return. It'll be an interim to the interim situation, but we shall see. Uh, I saw that he's coming back as GC. Okay, that's a, that's for what, Fickle. Correct. Yeah. Yes, Jim Leonard is back. Okay, so Leonard, which is I'm sure he's getting a nice little pay bump. One, I would hope. He better be. <laughs> yeah, I I would not be coming if I was him. I would not be coming back without some uh, big old dollar signs calling me back. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Like kudos to Jim Leonard. I think he's doing. I think Luke Fickle pitched to him exactly what got pitched to Luke Fickle a long time ago, when Luke Fickle was the DC for uh, Urban Meyer, right? So yeah, he was part of Jim Trestle's staff. Jim got fired, and then Urban came on after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they kept Fickle, who like a lot of people wanted to see as the head coach. They kept him on his DC. He eventually goes to Cincinnati, right? So mm-hmm. I think I think Fickle probably pitched him the same the same thing. Yeah, and I think you likely. just you you see the players too, not because um, Leonard was such a players coach. Yeah, uh, and that was and you saw like oh, we all saw those tweets and all their reactions um, and stuff like that. Even with Paul Chris being gone, like imagine you lose Chris and Leonard. You'd have uh, just a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do, but you'd have a lot of instability within that program. Uh, and you don't want that. So, yeah, I, I mean, as a gopher fan, you selfishly want that, but yeah. if you're Wisconsin's program, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Couldn't agree more with you. But, um, other than that, uh, I really haven't followed Oklahoma state either. Uh, so I don't know what to expect, but, uh, it's that meme, that guy sweating about the two buttons. Like, do I root for Big Ten to win in bowl game season? Or do I want to see Wisconsin lose because they're Wisconsin? I mean, ideally, you'd like to see the Big Ten go X and one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, again, we shall see uh, with that game. But next bowl game, guys, Duke's Mayo Bowl will be Maryland versus NC State. Interesting one. Yeah. I know we were rooting for uh, Mayo Bowl. Cause, uh, yeah, I think the Pinstripe Bowl gets first pick, though, and I think yeah. they picked the Gophers in Syracuse, and mm-hmm. I think that's... I think we would have landed there had we not been picked for Pinstripe. So yeah. so if Loxley wins, he's getting a Mayo bath. Loxley is... He is not about that. <laughs> he said it. He said he'll do it on Twitter. He uh, said he'll, he, he that said surprises he'll me. <laughs> Hey, anything to motivate your players, right? Literally, but I think Talia's got. And I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he saw in his contract there's a bowl game bonus in there, and said, "Oh yeah, no, yeah, you can dump mayo on me, sure." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next up, uh, Music City Bowl in Tennessee is Iowa versus Kentucky. I don't even. I don't want to have anything to do with that game. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, the Relia quest. Will Levis versus the oh. uh, Iowa defense, though, right? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. That should be an interest. Should be some interesting tape for him before the draft. So yeah. But uh, next up, uh, the Relia quest bowl. Um, is that the former San Diego Holiday Bowl? Yes, I think so. Um, Illinois is playing against Mississippi State. That'll be interesting. Yeah. The Illini defense against the Mississippi State uh, offense. Is that the former coach of Washington State? Mike uh, Leach, yeah. Is it Mike Leach? Well, mm-hmm. right. Mike Leach, who has like this weird custom-made hoodie that's in like a font that isn't approved by the university <laughs> and colors that are not on the university color palette, and it just says state in white letters on a gray sweatshirt, and it's just all he wears on the sideline now, but you can't buy it anywhere because I'm sure he just like had a screen printed. I don't know. It's so <laughs> funny. Mike Leach is a funny dude. But uh, going on from there, um, Citrus Bowl is Purdue versus LSU. That one could be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a tough. That's a tough draw, I think. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like Rip Purdue, like Brian Kelly is kind of like, kind of figured out LSU now. Like he's Brian Kelly that we know him to be from Again, Notre Dame. So talent gap, you know, yeah. like ugh. so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you watch that uh, SEC championship game, LSU didn't look too good either. So true. Very true. Uh, Rose Bowl again. This is the year they're not going to be a playoff. Uh, Penn State versus Utah. Man, this is this one's going to be a doozy. <laughs> Penn State. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one, man. I just both two really really good teams, yeah. and I think Penn State's still better than people think they are. Um, just because they play in the East with Ohio State and Michigan, you know it's hard. But I think I think that Penn. There's no reason this Penn State team should not be a top ten team. I do not understand why they're eleven. They should be a top ten team. There's just no reason. And then obviously the two bowl games, the Fiesta and Peach Bowl, are for the semifinals. But yeah, that's it. So uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Big Ten teams uh, in bowl games for this holiday season. Yeah, and the the quote unquote like selection committee bowl games—they're all really fun this year. You got, as you said, Utah Penn State. Then you got USC versus Tulane. Oh, Spicy. Yeah. And then Alabama versus Kansas State. I think that'll be fun. Ooh. Ten- and Adrian then Tennessee Martinez? versus. Is that Adrian Martinez's yeah. team? Well, he's gets... hurt. I don't think he's playing. He's no. been hurt for a while. <laughs> he's been hurt for a while, dude. And then um, Tennessee versus Clemson, where absolutely zero defense will be played and a bazillion points will be scored. Dude, this is going to be a fun bowl season. Yeah. All right, all right. But uh, before we wrap up for um, our last episode of the season, guys, um, I do. Oh, I wanted to shout out one of the Gopher coaches really quick because I saw today. Go ahead. uh, That uh, Danny Collins, who I believe is the safeties coach. um, Yeah, he's the safeties coach. uh, Got named to the 2023 American Football Coaches Association's 35 under 30. 35 under 35 class for this year. Nice. So, I mean, very cool. Also, very cool it, to it, see it, those coaches get recognition. It's funny. It just came out on my Twitter. <laughs> and so, also, uh, please increase, increase the assistant coaching salary pool because now that 
you're starting to get national attention on guys like Kenny Burns, Danny Collins, and stuff like that. Like, let's not lose these coaches. Let's 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 pay them. Yeah, pretty please. <laughs> but uh, before we wrap up, guys, and for our viewers and listeners, um, I just want to say a big old thank you to everyone um, being here for our rants, which you probably ha- probably have likely enjoyed. Uh, being there for like maybe our most um, excited or maybe just mundane episode because like we won we are on a at the time of four game winning streak like it's you know repeating the same stuff but uh you know it's been it's been a very fun year from not just me but i think the other guys can probably have to share the same sentiments and also uh i'm also want to be thankful to you guys so obviously soup and griffin you're here but i say i express this also to wyatt and lebron's you know thank you so much for you know communicating uh, with us on the uh, with me on the chat um figuring things out on availability i know we're all busy and to be able to put a podcast out each week so i i am very fortunate to not just our fans and listeners and viewers but also appreciate and thank you guys my co-hosts onto the show because i can't do it without you guys and we can't do this without you jason you uh set you set everything up and you're kind of the 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 big kahuna that runs the show and we appreciate that it takes a lot to run this yeah there's a lot of work that goes into it that not everybody sees and uh jason just continuously does it no ifs ands or buts so it's more than just an hour-long rant we got we got jason behind the scenes after and before try my best but uh let's end the episode here gentlemen so uh again to everyone watching and listening, this will be the last episode for the 2022 season. Uh, we may have a surprise episode or a, a quick special episode in the in between, but we'll take a very long break and hiatus just to get back to our normal lives uh, and other stuff as well. But we'll be back again when it gets closer to the 2023 Gopher football season. Uh, but from there, uh, wish you a great holiday season for the remainder of the year. Happy bowl season as well. And we'll see you guys next time. And I want your host, Jason O, along with Griffin Most and Soup. And we'll see you guys next time. Oh. Oh.